0: Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcast. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story.
1: The Cub Master, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. If I speak in tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Sometimes we all need a reminder that the most effective strategy is simply to love
0: the cub master a so powerful parable by dana buck what's a tale without a hero a film without a star disneyland with mickey missing rock with no guitar comic strip devoid of humor map without a road apple pie bereft and bare without its a la mode insufficient barely potent that is what they are so much more complete if they were fully up to par and so let's have a story that will help us all to see what mishaps may present themselves when love is absentee picture if you will a basement neath a humble church Boys and girls collect excited in this cozy perch. Meanwhile, in the restroom, getting set to meet the youth, a man's about to learn and teach us all a little truth. Peter Smedley checks the mirror. He's confident, excited, balanced between feeling somewhat nervous yet delighted. Today is such a special day, a crowning act for Peter. He's volunteered to just become a first-time Cub Scout leader. Ever since he was a boy, he loved the scouting life. Learning how to light a fire and use an axe and knife. Building handmade shelters, read a compass, blaze a trail. Hunt for roots and berries, catch a fish or snare a quail. And now he's poised and ready to pass on this hard-won lore, rally up some city kids, and give them all what for. Peter ties a bright bandana firmly round his neck, cleans the lint from shirt and sash, yes, every single speck, snugs his hat upon his head, admires a fine reflection. Out the door, he then commands, Assemble for inspection! Startled, all the kids comply by milling in a throng. Peter shouts out, No, no, no,
2: you're doing it all wrong. Give me just a single line extending left to right. Tallest to the shortest, organize yourselves by height.
0: The kids attempt to sort themselves and find some kind of order. But this just sparks the squabble who is taller and who is shorter. It's then a piercing whistle breaks the height-disputing din. Peter hollers, Never mind, just make a line, fall in. With quite a bit of jostling and a tongue stuck out or two, the kids form an arrangement and are ready for review. Hands behind his stiffened back, a frown upon his face, Peter loudly clears his throat and then begins to pace. Scouts? His voice a steely drone. Well, that was a disaster.
2: My name is Mr. Smedley. I'm your reigning Cub Scout Master. I am here to bring to you the knowledge and the skills you will need to memorize through discipline and drills. Put away your pessimism, don't have any doubts. Once I am through with
0: you, you'll all be model scouts kids exchanged uneasy looks, then one boy raised his hand. Name? said Peter formally. The boy replied,
2: I'm Stan.
0: What's your question, Stanley? Peter's tone did not relax.
2: I was wondering,
0: said Stan,
2: will we be having snacks?
0: Peter's look could stop a clock, or Stan felt in a bind. Under Peter's rigid gaze, Stan whispered,
1: Never mind.
0: All right then, the cub master
2: said. Let's gather round a table. A basic skill is tying knots.
0: Let's see if you are able. As the kids were seated, Peter gave them each some rope. Can they tie a simple knot? The answer soon was, nope. Bernadette made hers a necklace. Alan made a tie. Oscar twirled his carelessly, which hit Diana's eye. The only knot completed was when Bobby took his tether, looped it quickly round, and tied Michelle and Stan together. Peter called for quiet. I will do a demonstration. This requires total thought and all your concentration. Soon he'd tied a double hitch, then had them tie one, two. All the kids seemed to be pleased with what they'd learned to do.
2: Now see here, my novice scouts, to set this in your minds. You'll create that
0: knot again and do it fifty times. The groans that passed astonished lips were halted in midair by the stern cub master's quite intimidating glare. And as the kids retie their knots, some booklets are produced. These
2: are brand new Cub Scout guides, provided for your use. Treat these books as solid gold, with reverence and care. Everything you need to know is catalogued in there. There's no shortcuts to be had, no sleight of hand, no tricks. Next week, expect a thorough quiz
0: on chapters 1 through 6. Mouths, unhinged, hang open as collective eyes grow wide. Muttered protests fill the air as moody knots are tied. Later, Peter's lecture on deportment caused a rumpus, as did his dissertation titled How to Read a Compass. And when they moved to arts and crafts to fold and cut snowflakes, Peter's observations only outline their mistakes. The meeting dragged to drudgery. Indifference erupts. The highlight for the kids was when their parents picked them up. Soon the basement's empty. All the kids have traveled home. Peter sits and contemplates the meeting all alone he saw the mournful faces as the afternoon progressed and knew that in his heart of hearts he had passed the test i have so much to teach them so much knowledge to express what the heck's the secret to rapport and to success as peter heaved a tired sigh a voice came
3: from behind if you're interested, I have some thoughts along those lines. Startled, Peter turned around and standing
0: at the stairs, a man with pastor's collar, wrinkled
3: smock, and silver hair said, Boy, do I remember when those words you spoke were mine. I was young, excited, so prepared to preach and shine. Fresh from seminary, as my ministry unfurled, ready to bring all my hard-earned knowledge to the world.
0: He laughed a subtle chuckle, walked across where Peter
3: sat, rested next to Peter, gave his arm a gentle pat. Fact is, in my eagerness to speak of truths above, I overlooked the secret is to speak that truth in love. In love, said Peter. I'm confused. He felt perspective
2: teeter. What has love to do with it? I'm just a Cub Scout leader.
3: Oh, my friend, the pastor said, you're that and so much more. And love, well, that's the special key that opens teaching's door. Those kids need more than Cub Scout guides and learning campfire songs. They need a place to be themselves, a place where they belong. You heard me speak of early years, my call I thought I'd nailed. Well, after months of trying, I'd concluded that I'd failed. I hadn't touched a single life, saw no compelling lift. I just surrendered to the fact that I didn't have the gift. Then one day I got a call that all my doubt removed. A man I barely knew was strapped and needed help to move. Reluctantly, I then agreed to help him get it done. When I arrived, to my dismay, I was the only one. So, we too, we did it all. And when the job was through, we talked and talked while we enjoyed some pizza and a brew. And like a flash, I realized my teaching-learning curve was so much more enhanced when I took time to love and serve. I started seeing people as much more than just objectives. This transformed my experience and altered my perspective. I have no doubt you have the knack, the wherewithal, my friend. Just think, what were you longing for when you were nine or 10? Peter sat there quietly, then said, I can recall.
2: I just hope someone noticed me and knew my name. That's all.
3: It's really simple, isn't it? The pastor ends their chat. All we're really looking for is not much more than that. He
0: smiled and rose up from his chair. His voice grew low and warm.
3: You will be terrific, patting Peter on his arm. Well, I had best be going. I'm sure I'll see you hereabouts. And as he left, he softly called. God bless you and your scouts.
0: Peter took these things to heart. He changed his whole routine. The next time that they met, it was a very different scene. Peter brought refreshments, and then they all joined in a game. He asked them all about themselves and called each child by name. They still accomplished scouting stuff. That still was number one. But now it wasn't drudgery, because Peter made it fun. His pack became the finest anybody could recall. And all the love they shared, that was the best part of it all. Love is patient, love is kind, it isn't rude or haughty, it doesn't envy, doesn't boast, it sees selfishness as naughty, it doesn't get its dander up with every slip or slight, keeps no register of wrongs, in righteousness delights. Love rejoices in the truth, protects, and trust prevails. But all you really need to know is, love, it never fails.
1: Many years ago, I had an employee working for me in a customer service position. The window where folks would come for service was just the other side of the wall of my office cubicle, so I could hear the conversations that would occur there. One day, a customer walked up to the window for service, and the exchange began to go badly. From what I could glean, the customer had made some kind of error in what he requested, and my employee was letting him know, in no uncertain terms, whose fault this situation was. After the customer left, I knew I had a teaching moment, and I pulled my employee aside. After going through what had happened and how the situation could have been handled better, my employee looked at me and said, but I was right. I smiled and said, you know what? You can be right and still be wrong. First Corinthians 13 verse one clearly tells us, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Speaking the truth is important. Speaking the truth in love is effective. Let's learn to apply the Apostle Paul's beautiful description of love found in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 7, in all our circumstances and relationships. When we do, more often than not, we'll find our words are not just listened to, but heard.
0: We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. The Cub Master was written and narrated by Dana Buck. Additional voices were provided by Toby Capps, Jordan Miles, and River Davis. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt, and this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful, a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables, and We Are So Powerful, both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, may your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes.